Hello, this is Beyond the Bell with WASTA, Wisconsin's hub for professional development for anyone working in out-of-school time programs and youth-serving organizations. It's our mission to help you provide the highest quality care to children and their families. If you wish you had an extra tool going into programming to help guide behaviors in a productive way, wish you knew more about how to provide the whole family with support, or you want to enhance your own well-being, then this is the home for you. We know what it's like to feel like you never have enough time or resources to meet everyone's needs, and we're here to support you through the challenges. Stay tuned as we explore new ideas and strategies that you can use right away. Rachel Sharon, health educator with Marshfield Clinic Systems Center for Community Health Advancement and Wisconsin Out of School Time Alliance. We're excited you're listening today to our conversation with Dr. Kelsey Offenwanger. Dr. Offenwanger is a clinical psychologist with Marshfield Health System who's licensed in Illinois and Wisconsin. She works with families and caregivers of children and adolescents who experience behavioral difficulties, social emotional challenges, and developmental concerns. Dr. Offenwanger participates in multidisciplinary teams across Marshfield Clinic Health System and provides evidence-based interventions to after school program. She's joining us today to help us learn an easy way to train our brains. So we've been talking a lot in our webinars and in our podcasts about how stressful things are for both kids and adults right now. Mental health statistics reflect our concerns, and we don't have to tell those of you listening how our concerns for youth have reached a crisis point. So you see the kids every day, and you see how they're facing some significant challenges. We're all searching for tools and strategies that can help us tip the scale and provide almost like a salve to all of this. So what's one way we can help train our brains to start recognizing the positive things going on? When I think about training our brains, I think of this as more of a marathon, not a sprint. So we don't start training for a marathon, ideally, the day or week before. It's little moments, walking, jogging, and then getting up to kind of that big day over time. And this is exactly how it is when we start to recognize the positive things that are going on. It's starting with small moments throughout our day to build awareness of that feeling and noticing that we're surrounded with positives every single day. Um, And this could be tough. For people to realize one technique that I think is extremely valuable is what we call the three good things. So the three good things is an evidence-based intervention that started with some studies out of Duke University, and it involved individuals thinking of one positive or good thing a day for 30 days. And the outcome of that study showed that individuals who did think of at least one positive had more feelings of positivity or more optimistic and overall had improvements in their mood. And the thing that I think is most amazing about this intervention is thinking of a positive could literally take five seconds. It could take a lot longer if we want to, um, but it's something that we can do every day in a small amount of time that can have a really big impact. So we're training for the 5K, not the marathon. So how specifically do the three good things help to counter our negativity bias? So what it does to help counter that negativity bias is we start to notice more positives. We start to find those silver linings, find that ray of sunshine out there, and we tend to focus more on them, which ultimately combats our focus on the negatives, meaning we don't have as much time to focus on the negatives. We're more likely to if the positive comes up, it overshadows the negative or the negative doesn't take as much space up in our brain. And when this becomes part of our routine over time, then we're better able to not ruminate or fixate on the negatives. So we're really starting to tell ourselves a different story. So Mm -hmm. what about those days, though, where things are just simply hard and it's hard to come up with three good things? How do we support yourself or how do you support yourself and others in just locating those buried things that we're still grateful for? 
you know, I think it's important to recognize that we're going to have those days. Um, and it's important to brace ourselves for them. It may be unexpectedly, but it's going to happen. So when we have realistic expectations, but not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows, we can better prepare ourselves for those difficult moments. And that is when those three good things or recognizing a positive is most useful to help shift our mindset. And what I mean by a positive is it doesn't have to be this big milestone that we finish the 5K. It could literally be, I got out of bed today. I took a shower. I heard my favorite song. I listened to the birds chirp. I binge watched my favorite Netflix show. A positive could be something so simple as just, I liked how that looked. The sun was out. It doesn't have to be anything super big. And I think that helps it makes it be a little bit more realistic. In another sense, it's also important to focus on, again, what is in our control versus what's out of our control in that moment. So we might have had an expectation planned. We're looking forward to something. However, we all know with the weather these days, we can't really control it. So a recent example, you know, the weather caused a rain delay for a much-anticipated baseball game. I can't control the weather, but I can control how I use that time. If I want to stay mad all night about the game and be upset, I could. But ultimately, that's likely going to lead to more negative feelings. Or I can shift my focus to say, now I have time to bake those cookies that I wouldn't have otherwise. So trying to focus, too, on what is in our control versus what's out of our control and trying to find those positives, even in those difficult times. I think what you're saying is so interesting because you started off saying it doesn't have to be big. And my big could be somebody else's small or vice versa. And so when we're working with kids or thinking about fellow staff who are trying to support through these hard times, be helpful to remember that it really can be a simple flower outside or the sound of someone's voice and how that can be a positive thing and it's meaningful, even though maybe saying it out loud sounds a little silly, but that's something we can normalize for ourselves and for the kids we work with. I was going to mention how when we tend to think of a positive, thing, we tend to start to smile. We tend to start to be more upbeat and we tend to think of more positives. So it's a really positive trickle down effect in that regard. And when we think of one good thing, we tend to automatically think of more and think of more. So it's a really nice intervention that we can use with ourselves. We tend to see a physical body change as well as sharing that with others. And Dr. O, as I know people listening can't see our faces, but as we're talking about this, I can see you smiling more and you can see me smiling more. So even just having this conversation, it's interesting how I think that's impacting our brains as we as we talk to each other about it. Mm-hmm. Great. So aside from just doing it, what are some strategies to operationalize this so that we really, it truly becomes a part of our daily rituals? So we think about just the basics of forming a habit or making a daily routine. And we know it usually takes about three weeks of doing something consistently to form a habit. So starting with thinking of one good thing. You know, another thing that we can do um, is to find a time throughout our day to more consistently complete it. So this could be another example when we use technology for a positive. We can have a reminder to think of a positive every day. We can put it down in our phone, text it to ourselves. We can also do it together as a family during dinner time or before bed. Oftentimes for little kids to combat worries, we'll think of one or two positives for bed. We may write it down in a journal or a planner next to us. And this can be a really wonderful resource to look back to during those more difficult days when nothing seems to go right. Within a school or after school setting, this could be built into their snack time or as part of their check-in or check-out system. Particularly, I think about when they leave for the day. We can ask them for a positive before they leave. The front desk could ask them. So building it in, ingraining it with others. You know, ideally they could have a pairing activity of they could share one thing with someone else and they could share it back. When we see a student, colleague, or friend, we can also ask them 
for a positive with a smile, which can help them start to practice noticing those positives too. So this really doesn't have to be an add-on. Like you started in the beginning saying this can take five seconds, even less. It's so easy to do. So you mentioned asking. So can you give us an example of things you're grateful for? When I think of positives and gratitude, you know, I think this is a tool that I tend to use and I tend to try and draw upon, especially during those tough moments. A couple of things that I'm grateful for, including my support system. So recently when family members were sick, being able to have the support of my parents to be able to take off work so I didn't have to take off work. You know, another thing I'm really grateful for is finally spring and summer are here. So the warmer weather for us as a family involves more time outdoors. I love the seasons of the Midwest and I can't wait to have more laughs outside kind of eating ice cream. I'm also really grateful for the opportunity to share these tools with you. I firmly believe that we all bring something to the table and knowing that this podcast may help one teacher, counselor, student, or caregiver brings me a good sense of hope. Thank you, Dr. Earl. And I think with that, we leave you all with the question, what are three good things in your life right now? Three good things in my life right now would be For us recording, it's a Friday, so I'm looking forward to the weekend with time outside. Um, We bought some new ice cream, so I'm hoping to get to that. And our pool is about to be opening, so just spending some time outside with the kids and family and friends definitely brings us a lot of joy. And thank you for listening in. We hope you leave today with a few more tools in your toolbox. Be sure to visit our website and sign up for our emails where we share information about all of our upcoming professional development opportunities.